Hi, it's Eric. No music as we would normally start the show. Floyd is under the weather. So what I want to share with you today is Sandy Spang, uh, former council member. That's why you might know that name. She's no longer on council. Uh, She's on the mayor's business development committee. And Sandy is the right person to do that because Sandy has two very successful businesses. Maybe you've been at and you didn't even know. Uh, Plate 1 and Plate 21, one in South Toledo, one downtown Toledo where the Bigby used to be uh, next to the bank. Sandy is the proprietor of both of those shops, so she has a very big interest in small businesses and seeing them succeed. We've talked about this uh, a couple times now on the show. There's a small, actually a micro business grant available from the city for uh, 200 businesses, 200 micro businesses, five employees or less, including the owner. There's some other eligibility requirements and reasons and how to apply but it's for $5,000 and totally worth it. And my time now with Sandy. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for, uh, for, for taking a couple of minutes again. Absolutely. Um, the we have good news, so it's, it's uh, fun to be on with good news. I know, and the, the good news seems to, uh, to have been heard a little bit. I see that there's already over um, 200 applicants for the grant. Can you tell me about this and why we should encourage more people to, to apply for it? Yes. So what we're really targeting, we're targeting the very smallest businesses in our communities, micro enterprises. So that's a business that has five or fewer employees, including the owner. And even though these are very small businesses, you know they have an outsized impact on our communities. They are so important to their neighborhoods, to the families they support, and our city economy. So a lot of them have had a hard time accessing some of the other relief funds that are available. So we're really focusing on those very small businesses, the ones that have sort of fallen through the cracks and some of the other funding options. Right. And it's $5,000 for 200 businesses that'll be selected. And I I can't, I'm going to keep doing this over and over again, but toledo.oh.gov slash EM grant. Um, that's where that is. Who are some of these types of businesses? And I know there's also a, a where that's important here as well. Who are the businesses that should apply? So we're, we're seeing businesses in, of all types. And of course, you can imagine it's some of those that are the most impacted at this time. The um, restaurants, salons, barber shops, but it's also surprising um, how many other businesses have had have been impacted by the COVID nineteen emergency. So, because this million dollar commitment from the city is using our COVID nineteen community development block grant dollars that was part of the CARES Act, mm-hmm. because of that, there are HUD requirements that come with this money. So, the business either needs to be in a low to moderate income census tract. And on the City of Toledo website where you apply, you have a great interactive map to find if your business is located in one of those areas. Or the business owner themselves has to fall into um, a 80% of HUD's area median income. And there's a, a really easy chart right on the application to see if your household falls into that, into that category. So what's interesting, though, the grant is for up to $5,000, and we're seeing that not all businesses are asking for $5,000. They're asking for what they need. And, Eric, something that's kind of different about this grant is that we're really focusing not on payroll, which a lot of the other programs have focused on. We're focusing on those things that businesses need to to restart, to recover. And so things like replacing uh, lost perishable product. 
safety equipment for for your employees and for your business, you know, plexiglass barriers. Um, we are allowing rent as an eligible expense and utilities. So some different things than, than payroll that was the focus of some of these other programs. Um, Sandy Spang, all of us, former council member on the Mayor's Business Development Committee for the micro grants. Uh, there are some some people who were excluded who might have five employees or less, but can you talk about some of those, those businesses or people that might be excluded from this? Sure. So passive income, landlords um, uh, are, are excluded, nonprofit agencies are excluded, but they should reach out to the Toledo Community Foundation um, where they have information on relief for nonprofits. Um, there are some other categories of businesses. Realtors are not included. We, we really tried to avoid some of the businesses that have other options where they are able to access other relief programs. And then there are a few other cate- categories, liquor stores, pawn shops, some other, and it's all available on the City of Toledo website. I do want to point out, though, Eric, that a lot of people believe that the Paycheck Protection Program uh, has no funding left in it, or they're hearing stories that only big businesses receive that you know, Congress put another $310 billion into that program, and there's still about $90 billion available. Um, and they, they put in some safeguards that only that so that small businesses would have access. So I would encourage any business that has not reached out to their bank to ask about applying for the Paycheck Protection Program, do so also. Okay. It's okay to apply for more than one program. If I'm not mistaken, when I was reading through the site, and it is very easy to read, but I just want to be clear, um, if you got that loan, you, you're you ineligible for this one, correct? You're not ineligible. We are prioritizing those businesses that, uh, and it's, it's interesting, some businesses just can't fit into those relief molds. Mold. So if that is the case, if they have are not able to uh, take advantage of those relief programs, that's our priority. But you're absolutely eligible, even if you've applied for those other SBA programs. Okay. Um, Toledo.oh.gov slash EM grant. Um, I read, uh, you, you mentioned at the start, uh, good news, and this is great news. You guys have done a great job getting the word out. It was all over the news. I saw it a lot of different places, and then I saw the update on well, Tuesday morning, that um, the website was not overwhelmed, but it got a lot of activity on Monday, and then there's some others in the hopper as well. But can you talk about how, uh, since there's only 200 to give out, there will be a lottery system in play? That's a possibility that, yes, we would love to be able to fund every eligible business, but I think we can already see that the need is really great. So we're we're not going to be able to... um, to fund everyone. And, sure. and Eric, I want to give you the breaking news. This morning's totals, just uh, just one full day in, we have 75 completed applications, 346 applications are being completed. Great news. So, But I do want to let people know this is not a first come, first serve. We're going to take applications until May 24th. We're okay. going to check eligibility and we're going, we're going to try to make sure that every eligible business uh, has a chance at at this funding. So uh, people should not worry about how fast they put their application in, but they should make sure that they, they're very accurate and they, they put everything in that's required. Yeah, be thorough. And just because we've mentioned that there are more in the hopper than, than can be awarded, that doesn't mean all the applications will go through. And I, it's, it's kind of, well, it's like the regular lottery, a dollar and a dream. You can't win if you don't play. So if you're a business like this of five employees or less, the owner included, please apply for this again, toledo.oh.gov uh, slash emgrant. 
Instagram. So this is a great idea. Anything else in the future we can look forward to as, as some people in, in all parts of our community and, and businesses can look forward to? Well, I mean, everybody's pretty excited about some of the reopening yeah. um, activities that are happening. And um, and so I think that we're going to try to be as creative as we can as a community about finding ways that businesses can um, can survive. Yep. You know, it's amazing the resiliency, the creativity. People are reaching back they to are. those character qualities that were with them when they opened their businesses, that tenacity. <clears throat> and they're using, <clears throat> they're using that to fight forward through this changing time. And so we see businesses that never did online ordering are suddenly doing online ordering and looking for ways to be creative. So I think we as a city just want to support those creative ideas. And, um, and so we're, people are coming to us with new ideas and saying, Hey, can, is this permissible? And we're, we're really trying to find ways as a city that we can make those things happen for those businesses. So I would just encourage businesses that, uh, that, need connection that need help that want to know if they can do something they should reach out to us and we'll try to work with them yeah good approach to all this is well why not especially under these circumstances now within the law and as you just said ask the city if you have some questions i'd like to ask something uh, off the script of this and if you want i'll edit this out but i do have two questions for you um anything on on the dora coming back at any point Absolutely. I think you'll hear an announcement possibly even yet this week about how we're going to go forward. There's no question, Eric, that the door is going to go forward. The question is, how do we do it safely? Sure. And so um, there have been uh, meetings going on, bringing all the different pieces together. Because think about it, some of the creative ideas that people have been asking about involve a lot of different factors. You know, how do you control traffic? How do you do this safely? Social distancing? So the idea is, yes, we want to be able to bring these programs back, but how can we do it in a way that is safe? And so I think, yeah, I think you'll get some answers on that very soon. And that second question, also in the downtown uh, area, you might have heard or read something about this. Maybe there's already some talk about it. And I I don't know if we talked last time about how uh, I'm not expecting a minor league baseball season, uh, unfortunately. And I know that all a lot of our businesses downtown count on, you know, 12 nights a year where there's 10,000 or more people enjoying a great summer night and businesses are struggling now to get their to-go and their takeout and then they haven't even gotten to that part I'm, I'm looking ahead a little bit I know one interesting idea has been uh, maybe closing down some streets kind of like what, what's always happened in Hensville maybe on Huron where the Blarney is at and Cock and Bull down the other end is there any discussion about maybe offering this street space to to bars and restaurants Yes, there ha- we, that's been very much in discussion. Um, it's certainly a creative idea, and it's working in some other communities. Yeah. Um, and so we're looking at that. But again, the key is, can we do it safely? Can we still provide traffic access to folks who actually need to do other types of business on those streets? So it, it's, um, it, it's definitely on the table. It's definitely been in conversation. Um, we're looking at creative ways to help restaurants and also creative ways to help restaurants that aren't in the downtown. Um, as, as restaurants have diminished um, capacity within their dining rooms, outdoor dining is going to become really important, we think. And yeah. so, um, so we want to be able to, to meet restaurants where they're at and help them, as well as you know, help retailers and other businesses go forward. So um, that, is, that is part of the conversation. Um, I think what we need to do, though, right now is we need to 
work through what we have in front of us, which is the May 15th opening. We're going to see how people respond to the ability to dine outdoors at restaurants. On the 21st, we'll see what happens inside dining rooms. May 29th, of course, is the end of the current stay safe order. So as we progress through that, I think we'll be able to um, to make decisions that will help restaurants. And good timing. Finally, it seems like spring is arriving. Warm weather, like hot weather is around the corner. So we can really test out uh, dining outside. Maybe we'll get lucky and we'll have a, a long summer into October and we can uh, have some really creative, exciting ideas to to keep these businesses alive. We, we It's inevitable we will lose some, but others will rise and adapt to the challenge. Kind of like I want to shout out your your neighbor downtown, down the street from Plate on Adams, uh, Alicia over at Fallon Fodder is doing incredible things by turning her place into a, basically a supply uh, a supply shop for people to buy from and, and donate uh, to and from. She got on the uh, grocerant. That's yeah. the, Eric. That's a grocerant. She got on the grocerant uh, uh, idea very early on and has done really well with it. And that's the kind of creativity that we're seeing. We're also seeing so much cooperation between businesses. Look at what uh, um, Trevor did at Deets, yep. where the Scrubs to Grubs, he expanded that to other restaurants as well. Yep. So um, the restaurant community is a, is a real community. And so we're seeing people working together. Um, in in an unprecedented time. Yeah, absolutely. Every time we say unprecedented, uh, or I, when I'm doing my show, every time I say unprecedented or uh, or not unexpectedly, I wish I could throw some unemployment money to somebody because we keep using these words over and over again. But with the with good cause and good reason because of all of this. Absolutely. Hey, you know, you mentioned unemployment, and yeah. I do. Since we're talking about businesses, I do want to say that just within the last two weeks. Unemployment has been opened up to 1099 employees, folks who are independent contractors, and to sole proprietors. So I know I know you have to fight your way through that process. I know the the website can be tough. You've got to watch for the messages. You'll get denied, and you have to appeal. But it's worth fighting for because that unemployment can go back to the beginning of the emergency for your business. So if your business was closed, that unemployment will backdate. And you're also eligible for that extra six hundred dollar yep. a month stipend or week stipend from the federal government that adds on to the to the state unemployment. So want to get that out to businesses as well. Yeah, I, I always try to uh, at least give people some peace of mind knowing that you, at, at some point, and some people have gotten to this point where they've tried and tried and they've gotten a big wad of cash. So, because uh, like you said, it's backdated till that time. And uh, other people who are getting frustrated, I get it. It's frustrating. The site was never meant to deal with, with anything like this in Ohio or Michigan or, or wherever. But... Other than being frustrated, what else are you doing anyway? You got some free time. Might as well stay with it and get the money. That's right. It's it's your new job, and <laughs> uh, and it's a frustrating job, but that's what you you need to do. Um, hey, you know the other thing is there's kind of information overload for businesses. Yeah. So I do want to mention that there's a there's one place where you can get good reliable information. If you go to Toledo Chamber, um, the, that's the Toledo Regional Chamber of Commerce. If you go there, they have their reboot program. You know, they host the Small Business Development Center within the chamber. Nothing to do with being a chamber member. This is available to all businesses. But they're SBA funded. And so they've created this reboot site, and it is fantastic. ToledoChamber.org, you go there, and they have all of the health department regulations for your particular business. They have information on relief programs. 
and it is reliable information, kind of a one-stop one spot for good information, and you can sign up for a newsletter when new information comes out. So recommend that to every business. As opposed to listening to somebody who said, I read or I heard. Yes, there are valid resources out there. <laughs> San- yes, exactly. Sandy, thanks for the time. Exactly. I'm really, I was really excited to hear hear about uh, all the applications, and you know, let's double and triple that. And unfortunately, no, we we can't help everybody. Some people are going to fall through the cracks, but uh, but with this lottery happening and the five thousand dollars or up to five thousand dollars to these businesses, it's a great thing that the city can finally offer. Thank you, Eric. You are such a supporter of local businesses. We really appreciate it, and we're so grateful for you uh, helping us get this information out. One thing that I, I mean, I haven't made sacrifices like other people, but at this point, I would really like to grab some coffee and sit in a shop already. <laughs> I, re- I think you're going to be able to do that very soon. I know, I know. I, yes, my son Ben is getting ready to uh, begin our reopening process, and we couldn't be happier. Yeah. I could use some good coffee, too. I've, I've been missing... That too. I've been doing gas station coffee, which is fine considering the circumstances, but you know, sometimes, you know, I'd like to leave my house and leave the dogs and just go zone out in a Starbucks or your place or Maddie and Bella and just put some earbuds in. And I, of all the little things, that's the little thing I miss the most with all of this. Well, I hope we don't, I hope we don't lose that, that feeling of, of really how many things in our life were, I mean, I said, I miss my life. It was, it, right. you don't even realize how great it is to have those things available to you until they're taken from you. So I hope we really appreciate that going forward. You thought there might be a lot less drama, a lot less headaches off of council, and now here you go. <laughs> I did. I have said I picked an interesting time to become yeah. commissioner of business services, but I have a real sense of mission. I think that, you know, this grant, I will tell you, came out of countless conversations with businesses in those early days of, of this emergency and, and their fear and, um, and their struggles. And we knew that, that there were businesses that were not receiving help and so, or that the help wasn't the kind of help their business needed. Every business is different. Payroll is not the number one expense for some businesses. And so it was those conversations that really uh, created the framework for this um, this grant. So yeah. we hope that it will really help those smallest businesses. And I know the mayor squawked pretty hard, which is what he should do. And look, there will always, you know, being a politician, you will always have uh, critics, especially, you know, moving out of the election a couple of weeks ago. But he squawked pretty hard to make sure we got some money because we were, what, like 50,000 people short of getting what other places were getting from the government? Well, that situation kind of still exists. Yeah, you you have to have, uh, it it went initially in the first CARES Act round, it went to local governments with 500,000 citizens or more. So in Ohio, Columbus was the only city. Right. And only the largest counties, our county, Lucas County, fell about 50,000 folks short. So, um, So there have been some other streams of funding that have opened up. That um, I are, I will tell you, the mayor is taking advantage of every opportunity to bring dollars into our community. I don't know if you if you saw um, that we are going we are predicted to be the fourth worst impacted economically uh, as far as cities across America, and that is primarily because in Ohio cities rely on income tax. Yeah. 
Many other cities across the country um, get a portion of the sales tax in their community, get a larger portion of, of property taxes. So with our reliance on income tax, of course, we're hurt tremendously by the shutdown of so many businesses in our community. And so there is still hope that there will be additional aid to our city. Yeah, we're going to need and it. our county. We're going to need it. We're going to need the money, the resource, the the, uh, the intellectual resources, the creative resources. But um, thank you for taking the time. Always good to chat with you. And you know, uh, you always have an open line to us here at Cumulus and Beyond to, to get the word out about good stuff happening in the city. Thank you so much, Eric. And, you know, we have the most important thing we need. We have amazing people that are creative and strong. Yep. Sandy, thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye.